All right, welcome everybody to another episode of We All Speak in Poems. This is actually episode number 10, which is, I feel like it's just good uh, good planning there. Yeah. Uh, with this being sort of the 2021 extravaganza <laughs> list of our favorite things, you know what I mean? Yeah, the year in review kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, this episode, uh, we're just going to sort of be going over our favorite novels that we read this year, uh, our favorite non-ambient albums, our favorite ambient albums, uh, our favorite live videos, stuff like that. Um, the stuff that we talk about didn't necessarily come out this year, but it's just what we've been enjoying yeah. this year um, together and everything. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll start on novels right away. Well, I guess, you know, get your phone out, um, you know. Yeah, it's start just going to be a lot down. of names thrown at you. <laughs> yeah, start writing down whatever we say because they're all very good. <laughs> Trust us. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with novels. So this year, uh, you and I both started the year with um, a goal of two books a month. Yeah. Um, I had never read that much. And surprisingly, I, I met that goal. All yeah, you did really well. You wanted to actually hit 25 just to round it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you didn't do. No, I, no. I got you were 24. one book short. Yeah. I was half a book short. I finished. Well, Oh, right. Yeah. Cause we read one book that we both really enjoyed twice. Yeah. yeah well, one and a half times, Yeah. you know, <laughs> but I never finished it again. So I didn't hit 25, uh, which is fine. I'm happy with 24. Yeah. Um, I think for 2022 though, um, I'm kind of gonna not have that many. <laughs> you oh know? really okay yeah i'm n I'm just not gonna put a number on it i don't i don't think yeah just read whenever i want to um now that you're in the rhythm of reading i feel like that'll be easier to do and you'll be more inclined to do it but like you said you had never read this much before i think yeah. maybe you, the most you had ever read in a year was like four books yeah, um exactly so yeah it was yeah. a huge accomplishment yeah and it was really fun and uh i guess i'll go first yeah i'll just read out all five and then we'll talk about them after I guess. Right. Um, so these are in no particular order as well. They didn't come out this year necessarily. All that. Uh, so at the top of my list is Paranessi by Susanna Clark, which is a fantasy sort of just poetic, really awesome fiction book. If, if you haven't heard of it, you should look it up because it's... That one actually came out this year. Oh, did it come out this year? I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I heard about it from... Um, Ben Nespajani, uh, Neon Pajamas, of course, because I get all my great recommendations from him. Um, oh, I lied. Sorry. It came out in 2020. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, either way, it doesn't really matter too much. Um, but yeah, seriously, look it up because it's very good. Paranesi. And all these uh, books and the authors that I'm sure I'll butcher the names of, uh, <laughs> they're going to be on our Instagram and, and in the description of this if podcasts have descriptions, if you can see those. Um, anyways. So back to it. Um, the second one I have on my list is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haydon, which was a fantastic book as well. I read that earlier in the year and it blew me away. And it's an, it's a shorter novel too. I think yeah. it's only like 150 pages, maybe 200. Oh no. Yeah, I think it's like 200. It's like 200. So it was, it was a quick easy, read though. It was easy to read because of the narrative style. It's It's a very easy flowing book yeah yeah oh, it was it was great I, i'm gonna read that one again for sure uh i haven't yet but and then uh the third one i have on my list is the house by the cerulean sea by tj clune i think which, it's actually house in the cerulean sea 
Either way. Oh, <laughs> I, don't I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess we'll get that right in the on Instagram. Yeah. Um, which is another fantasy book or novel. Um, and it was really good, too. I could say a lot about that book. It was just it was just fantastic. I think it's on the, the top of a lot of people's lists this year. From this year, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had found it at the start of the year through a booktuber. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember his name. You've Who's, been watching him recently. Uh, yeah, I don't know his name. Oh, I think it's Jack. Jack something. Yeah, Jack. That's yeah. it. It's uh, Jack. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know his last name. <laughs> um, but yeah, I heard about it through him he had just like glowing reviews and mentioned that he had heard it from other booktubers and stuff and so yeah we that was our first time ever reading a book pretty much from a youtuber so that was pretty interesting yeah it was a good experience not written by a youtuber but recommended by a youtuber yeah yeah Yeah. and then uh my next one is the book thief by marcus uh zuzak which i feel like i was really late on that uh i feel like people in like grade eight (laughs) <laughs> we're reading that and now i'm 26 and finally getting to it but it was fantastic um the narrative style was really cool and unique and i'd never read anything like that and i'm really into historical fiction and stuff like that yeah. so um it was right up my alley um and then the last one on my list is the bleeding of the stone by abraham alconi which Chantel has been trying to get me to read for years. It's my favorite novel. Yeah. I love that novel so much. It was really, really good. Oh, it is so beautiful. Yeah. It, it's kind of confusing going into it, I feel like, you know, but um, it's it's worth it. It's, it's so another worth short it. one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind it's of a harder one. read. Not harder. It's less. It's just a harder read to me, you know, as yeah. a sort of new reader. Um it's not as straightforward as most books, you know, like he speaks very, um, metaphorically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, so those are my five. Once again, they'll be on Instagram, by the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, you should. (laughs) (laughs) At we all speak in poems. (laughs) Oh yeah, true. At we all speak in poems. Um, so yeah, which five books are on your list? So it's probably no surprise, but we read a lot of the same books this year. Um, so like three out of five are the same as yours. I also wrote down Paranesi by Susanna Clark. Just the best. Um, it honestly was. I've never really been a big fantasy reader. My favorite genres were always like memoirs and I enjoyed historical fictions as well. And then I guess just regular fiction. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this year I really pushed myself to read a lot more historical fiction and fantasy and Paranesi and House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. They were by far my favorite fantasies of this year. Mm-hmm. My favorite historical fiction was Homegoing. I don't know how to say her name. By uh, I'm going to say ya- Yassi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, that was an amazing novel. I loved it so much. It kind of felt like a memoir, the way it was written. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. But it was like it's like a history of, of the, a whole the family. family lineage right yes yeah that's a really cool way to uh, sort of write a a novel i think that's such a cool idea yeah it was beautiful and heartbreaking and just so many emotions in that novel i'm gonna read it this year (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, my fifth one oh i guess yeah so the other one that was in common with you was the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime by mark haddon Mm -hmm. um that was a favorite of mine it reminded me of a novel i had read years ago 
um, what is that one called? My imaginary friend. Yeah, memoirs of an imaginary friend. Memoirs from an imaginary friend, which I also read this year, and it was it was very good as well. I really liked that one. Yeah, that was it's a good one. Um, When I first read that one, I actually read it all in one day because I just got so sucked into it. Um, And that one's by Matthew Dix. It's great. And it, it's very similar in my mind to the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime, the way the narrative yeah. is. It just flows Absolutely. so nicely. and Yeah, they're both really easy reads and very satisfying. Yeah. Reads. Maybe easy is not the right word, but satisfying is. I think the similarity that caught me was just that it, they're both written from the perspective pretty much of like a childlike narrator. narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that. Yeah, very good. And then my fifth is, I'm actually cheating. I wrote six. <laughs> oh. Um, because by Benjamin Hoff, they're both oh, yes. philosophy books. The Tao of Pooh and the Tea of Piglet. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Because I know in the introduction of his book, he says it's pronounced dare. But then when we looked it up online, it said it's just tea. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, the Tao of Pooh and Tea of Piglet, <clears throat> excuse me, by Benjamin Hoff. Those are amazing. Um, yeah. I took a lot of philosophy classes in university and I had to read a lot of well-known philosophy authors, but this was the first time like choosing a philosophy book on my own and yeah. it was really interesting. Yeah. And they're just, they're fun reads. Like, so essentially they go over Winnie the Pooh and, um, all the characters, all the characters and, and compare them to Taoism yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. it's, it's really cool. It makes it easier to understand mm-hmm. the Taoism, I feel like. Yeah, it's very playful. It's yeah. Very just, uh, it's a nice read. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one too. I, I haven't read uh, the Tao of Pooh. I've read the, the Tea of Piglet Yeah. a few years ago. And it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Um, I think that books like that just really spark conversations yeah and that's what i enjoy most is like you know you read a chapter and then right after you're like oh my god i need to talk to you about this yeah (laughs) it's just interesting yeah for sure yeah and then i think this year for myself my goal is to maybe not like you maybe not put a number on it even though it was really fun and it kind of kept yeah the momentum going yeah Mm -hmm. kept me motivated to continue reading Um, so maybe if I do decide to put a number, it'll probably just be 24 again, but I think I'm going to try and focus more on reading more nonfiction. Nonfiction, I really want to look into more just educational novels or books. Um, things that are like easy to read though. I don't want to pick up textbooks, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's counterproductive, but... (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any goals for your reading? I know you kind of already mentioned it, but I think I'm definitely going to slow it down. I'm I've started uh, Susanna Clark's other book right now uh, called Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. It's a Uh, thousand page book. (laughs) It's by far the biggest book I've ever read. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's going to take me all of January. Yeah. Right. So um, I guess my goal is going to be 12 books, you know, one one a month. Yeah. Um, just You'll so that there's no pressure. You'll probably surpass that. I, I think <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but there is one more book I just want to quickly mention because I think a lot of people have read it and it's just a conversation starter and that's House of Leaves, mm, yeah. which I read back in the summer. Um, and in the next episode of We All Speak in Poems, that, that Yeah, uh, that's, it's going to be artist, spoken about. You know, speaks about it. Um, 
and that was a very interesting book. Everybody says it was horror, scary stuff, but it was more just interesting to me. Um, I haven't read that one yet, The House of Leaves, but I think I'm planning on reading that one this year. Like, yeah, because I'm still going to read fiction throughout, but I just want to read more nonfiction. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, another book that I want to shout <laughs> oh, out. <laughs> sure, sure. We kind of, we just read it, so it's like... I don't know if it counts for 2022 or 2021, but uh, The Strange Library. Oh, yes. Who's that one by? I can't. I bought it for you for Christmas, actually. Yeah, another one recommended by Neon Pajamas. Yes. Go on to neonpajamas.com and just read all the books he's reading because they're amazing. Haruki Murakami. That's the author? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is actually a novella. Apparently, it's for children. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> I guess I can see that. When I was reading it, I, I could see it being sort of like a bedtime story type but thing. It's, but it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's like um, the Grimm Brothers version of fairy tales. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, yeah, it's very dark like that. It was really good, though. I really like that one, too. That yeah. was a good one. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll get right into live videos that we've been watching a lot. Yeah. Um, the first one that I want to talk about is uh, Black Alasia by... Mm. Moses Sumney. Um, Moses Sumney is like my favorite artist right now. Um, and this live video is just fantastic. The whole vision behind it and everything is just... Oh. We've watched it so many times and yeah. I still can't get enough of it. It's so good. Yeah. We actually listened to it today. Yeah. Just before we came on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another one actually that we watched today that I want to mention is mm -hmm. Jack and Water. Mm -hmm. uh, his You Don't Feel Like Home live video is so good yeah and i love that he actually comes in and talks throughout it because it when you're at a concert i mean it depends who you go to see but i love when the artists just kind of after a song they sit and talk for a minute yeah. whether it's to introduce the next song or just explain the reasoning behind the next song or something along those lines mm -hmm. and he does that throughout that live video and i love it so much yeah i thought that was really smart of will to, yeah. to put that in it's like um just keeps you engaged yeah i think all of a sudden he's you know talking he's at there. you and it's like, <laughs> i'm like well what's going on but it was very good i yeah. love his whole we'll talk about it soon but his whole new album you you don't feel like home is is fantastic yeah one of the best of uh this year um another one is the contortionist they came up with uh an exoplanet and clairvoyant live show on youtube um and they are just heavy and great and just fantastic yeah they're both amazing i think my favorite was exoplanet oh, for if sure I'm, yeah, so. yeah i mean it's we've just watched that one just yeah great. and we've watched that one a lot more we yeah. just keep going back to it i mean to be fair um we paid for both of them when they first yeah live streamed it uh but now i can only find the exoplanet one on oh, youtube maybe that's, that's why, why we haven't watched clairvoyant yeah and i can't remember it as well <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're just playing Clairvoyant, yeah. which is a, a fantastic album. But um, the energy of, of the whole Exoplanet one is just fantastic. It's heavier. Yeah. If you're into metal and progressive metal and stuff, you should definitely check those out. Yeah. Um, because they're just... I could watch it right now. <laughs> um, another one that I have written down is uh, Joe Van, Found mm. in the Smoke Live. Yeah. That whole video, like the vibe, the atmosphere, they set it up so nicely and it fits so well with the music that they play. Yeah. It's I beautiful. Was, when that came out, that came out this year too? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised when I saw it. Like, I'm a big fan of uh, Joey Vananucci 
I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's from, from Indian Lakes. As yeah, well. and Jovan. And yeah. Jovan. Um, and this, the, the quality on, on this live performance was just, just fantastic. Yeah. Like, it was so good. I was really surprised. Um, but that's another one that we watch, like, a lot. Yeah. Well, I was really surprised because that album came out this year and then... I feel like it was fairly quickly after the live came out. So I'm assuming he like pre-planned it or something, but... Makes sense because he couldn't tour. I think it just made the like my connection with that video so much better because I he had released the album and I was... Honestly, I had it on repeat for so long. And then not long after, he was like, oh, here's the live session. And then I had that on repeat forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that one's called Just Found in the Smoke. Yeah, live. found in the smoke live. Okay. Yeah, because that's the name of the album. Yeah, yeah. Raphael Weinroth Brown, who does cello for me, um, and is just fantastic. He came out with his um, solo project. I think it was this year as well. It could have been last year. You know, this year and last year blurred together mm-hmm. a lot. They you know? did. I'm pretty um, sure it came out this year though. It was fairly recent. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what they're called, the videos, but if you just YouTube. Raphael Wine Weinroth Brown live, it'll come up. Yeah. Um, we'll also have that on our Instagram, like I've been saying a thousand times. Um, but it's all like cello, progressive songwriting, just really crazy stuff. Like he he's very rhythmic player and stuff in his in his solo stuff, and it's just really yeah. inspiring. So he actually released the videos all throughout this year. So it looks like it started in about February, and then he slowly released the other songs so it's all all the songs are separate um but yeah yeah nice and then the last one is the dough well we have a bunch of others it's just they um don't have full sessions like the ones that we just mentioned uh, i remember talking about yeah this <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously spent a lot of time on youtube this year watching live concerts because with the pandemic we haven't been to a concert since 2019 probably i'm assuming our last one was 2019 um so yeah we've just been spending a lot of time watching that on youtube and we found a lot that weren't full sessions that we really enjoyed such as um bonnie vare his sydney opera house i mean any of bonnie vare that's true but (laughs) specifically his sydney opera house ones were our favorite yeah which i guess could be considered a full session but anyways and then um tosh sultana Mm -hmm. Which, which is a relatively new find for you. Yeah. And her whole Lonely Land studio, all of those sessions, just so perfect. The quality mm-hmm. is so good. And her mm-hmm. energy, I just, I can <laughs> feel it like through the screen. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, and then the Doe, who also, they just give off the best energy in their videos. Specifically, yeah. um, I'm going to butcher this word, but the one where they're in studio pig Pigly. I don't know. Uh, It's the Both Ways Open Jaws videos. I think there's only like five of those ones. Yeah, at least on YouTube. I've I've been trying to find the rest of them because I read somewhere that there's like 10 of them. Yeah. But I can't find them. I don't know. So. And then, yeah, we've just been exploring a lot of Tiny Desk. And one that really stuck out to us was Georgia Smith Mm -hmm. and Aurora, of course. Oh, yeah, Aurora. I almost forgot about her. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, those are the live videos that we've had on repeat all year. Because <laughs> um, I guess it was at the start of the year that we just started putting them on. Yeah. And honestly, that's been most of my listening. Yeah, me too. For this year. Like, as much as I thought I listened to a lot of music this year, 
I really didn't. Like mm. my uh, Spotify wrapped was nothing but the songs I play on drums. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know what that says. But uh, I guess that's a nice segue. So yeah. right now we're going to do our non-ambient albums. And then right after we're going to do our five favorite ambient albums of 2022, which not all of them came out in 2022, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so I'll start first, I guess. Um, for non-ambient albums, once again, I don't, I think all these did come out in 2022, but if I'm wrong, that's fine. Um, so I have A Tear in the Fabric of Life by Knocked Loose, which was on repeat when it was coming out. Like, yeah. You I love, love that EP. Yeah. I guess it's not even an album. It's an EP. <laughs> but if you're into sort of hardcore or metal in general, it's just very good. I've heard some bad things about the vocalist. Um, just that his voice is uh, the same all the time. Oh, okay. But in this album, he just knocks it out of the park. It is so good. And it's one of the first new albums that I've learned on drums in the last like seven years. Yeah. So that was fun too. Um, and then I have Sling by Claro, which I was obsessed with when I first heard it as well. It is so good. Um, that's more like indie. Yeah, it's right? like indie, indie pop. pop. And which usually I'm not that into. Yeah, I was actually really surprised because I didn't get very into that album and you did. I think it's because it's pretty like, it's kind of sleepy. It's subdued. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's good. It's got a good vibe for sure. And then the next one I have is Mother Melancholia by Soli because Soli can do no wrong. This album is the perfect Halloween album. <laughs> yeah, and it came out it around that, that time, right? Yeah, it is. I guess you could probably consider it ambient, but that's okay. It's really good. You should 100% check it out. There's like um, string sections in this are like the best she's ever composed, I feel like. They're so good. I can't remember the term that people were using um, oh, to describe the genre. It's like, it wasn't dark ambient, was it? No, it's not dark ambient. I have it written down somewhere. Uh, chamber doom pop. Oh, is that what it was? Which makes a lot of sense. You know, it's all chambery stuff. Just, you know, a select handful of strings and doom pop. To me, it was just very dark and haunting mm -hmm. and I adored it. <laughs> really did it was really really good yeah and then the next one i have is found in the smoke which we've already mentioned by joe van uh it's another indie one but it's mostly acoustic yeah uh, with a few electronics here and there i just really love joe van's voice yeah i love it um he's very very, very he's good. got such a wide range which obviously doesn't show just within his joe van album but from indian lakes he displays that more yeah exactly yeah. Exactly. He does falsettos and lower and kind of not screaming, but like yelling yeah. in a sense. And it's just so good. Um, and then I have You Don't Feel Like Home by Jack and Water, which for me, this didn't come out this year, but for everybody else it did. Oh, um, yeah, true. I was listening to this a lot last year when he first sent it to me and I was obsessed with it for a while. And then when it came out, you know, I'd already exhausted my listening of it, but I've been coming back to it again and it's because i've been listening to it <laughs> yeah. and it's such a great album seriously like yeah you is. have to check it out because will just killed it yeah you know so again we obviously have quite <laughs> a few similar ones on our lists yeah. i tried not to put too many of the same ones like when i heard your list i was like okay maybe i'll change a few <laughs> <laughs> but i also kept uh solely mother melancholia is that mm -hmm. you? mother melancholia yeah um oh i could just go on about this album forever it 
is so good. Yeah. I think it was one of the first albums in a while where when we first heard it, we just played it again right afterwards. Yeah. We know? just kept playing it over and over again. We got the vinyl for it and we just played it on our vinyl player over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was actually really funny because when we started watching the YouTube live videos, we looked up Soli's older, like KEXP and stuff, her yeah. live sessions. And so we were watching a lot of those, which we have always loved her older albums as well. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden she came out with this and we were like... Yeah, it was pretty oh. random. Like, I knew that she was working on an album. Yeah. But then it... Because she came out with that single and then it just dropped. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. Like, this is a fantastic album. And I think anybody that's fans of Ambient will like it. Honestly, though, like, you have to just sit down and play it from beginning to ending and just, like, just experience it. It's just so beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely one of those albums. Yeah. And then another similar one that I wrote down was Joe Van, Found in the Smoke, which mm-hmm. I already spoke about. I played it on repeat so much it's so beautiful um and then i wrote in ciolina so she actually came out with a new album this year which we talked about in our ambient list but Mm -hmm. i found that this year i was playing her shallow albums so much it's not on spotify it's on her Bandcamp. yeah so something interesting this year for i don't know what happened i don't know if she's the one who uploaded them or hopefully nobody's stealing it because i know that does happen when people don't have their music on spotify other people re-upload it um but she finally put up her other albums around the time that um her newest album weaving a basket came out and i was so happy to hear that for years i've just been like i want to be able to have these in an accessible place yeah especially since those older albums you can't get on vinyl no Um, we have shallow on vinyl but yeah yeah. we don't have the other two yeah Um, Uh, sleeplessness and i guess just ciolina is yes yeah I think your assumption for that when it first came out was actually that she must have been signed to a label or something along those lines and then her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm just assuming that shallow is in for a longer. Yeah, because it's still not on Spotify, but I played it over and over again on my Bandcamp and we have the vinyl, like I mentioned, and I was playing it so much on there. (laughs) Speaking of Bandcamp, I was just talking a lot about Spotify. Just go and listen on Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just as, buy the album on there and then yeah. listen. It's not as good of a, as a it's user not. experience. It isn't at all. But hopefully eventually if more people <laughs> use it and I don't know. I'm, I've am i got high hopes for Bandcamp. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole other thing. Continue. We're not sponsored by Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> but please sponsor us because I would. It's funny. Um, okay. And then my last two, I wrote... Um, Tyler, the creator, I listened to him a lot this year. Oh, Call Me Um, If You Get Lost? That was his new album that came out, Call Me If You Get Lost. And honestly, I really loved it. But I just, the thing that ruined it for me was the DJ in it. It just gave me such like 2000s vibes. (laughs) Which was the point because he has a deep history in in hip hop. No, and I get it and I appreciated it. And I still, there's still like a handful of songs on that album that I love so Mm -hmm. much and I listen to on repeat. But the whole album... I, I don't listen to it the same that I listen to Igor or Flower Boy. I think Igor is my favorite. Yeah. And that's the one I actually wrote down for this year. <laughs> um, that album, I could just play it from beginning to ending over and over again. But yeah, Call Me If You Get Lost, it's also really good. It's just, there were only a few songs on there that it's I could play Igor's over and better. over again. Yes, it's just <laughs> Igor's better. I just love how he can, like, honestly, if you go through his discography and listen from album to album to album, like his style changes so much and mm-hmm. i personally really love it like we had this conversation the other day a lot of smaller artists feel like they have to kind of start new aliases if yeah. they're wanting to change 
style or genre, but I personally really appreciate it when an artist comes out with something that's a completely new sound from their old sound. I think it's really cool. Actually, interesting thing. Um, I think last week or maybe sometime this week, I watched an interview with him because uh, he started his clothing line and all yeah. his all of his stuff. Um, and they actually talked about him using his name in the future and how he's looking into it and wants to, Tyler Acoma. Oh, really? Um, which is pretty interesting. If he changes Tyler, the creator, to that, that'd be a, a surprise yeah I think. um but i was gonna say he he i think he would have a tough time coming up with other aliases and stuff because of his voice right yeah it's so like distinguishable i guess yeah, yeah. he's tyler the creator True. right yeah but yeah um and then my last one i wrote tosh sultana it was she's someone i found when was that like october november yeah. and so these past three months it's just been really prevalent in my mind and I feel like I've listened to her a lot this year but I haven't fully gone through her flow state album or terra firma album it's mainly been the youtube stuff but it's just influenced me a lot so I had to write it down <laughs> yeah it makes sense yeah yeah her stuff's it. good um and then so before we say our ambient albums we did we made this list together uh, for the most part yeah um because when it comes to ambient stuff, we're pretty similar. Whereas when it comes yeah. to non-ambient, you go to heavier stuff and mm -hmm. I go more to poppy, indie yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's why we wrote two separate lists for that. Yeah, exactly. And so we didn't listen to that much ambient this year. Um, but the ones that I did listen to, like, I was obsessed with and I played mm -hmm. them on repeat. Yeah. And they were so inspirational to me that I just didn't even feel the need to look into more ambient this year um and once again these aren't in order and i'm sure we've forgotten a thousand releases yeah and please recommend them to us if uh we missed your favorite because i want to hear it whether it was from this year or not or last year or yeah not. exactly yeah. it doesn't even matter if it's one of the stars of the lid albums i don't care i want to hear <laughs> it again um so once again in no particular order um Mur by Taylor Dupree. Uh, I'm not sure when it came out this year, but as soon as it did, it was just repeating for me. Like, <laughs> it was so good. It's all, like, edited piano, ambient piano kind of stuff. Uh, not ambient piano. You know what I mean. Um, just, like, minimal piano? No, it's more experimental piano, and it's, like, super edited. Oh. Um, it's really, 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 really good. Um, but, and you know, like you just said, I don't really, I don't often share a lot of the ambient music that I love because for me, I feel like ambient music is like, you have to listen to it alone. You have to yeah. discover it on your own. Yeah. That's it's not something that we like play in the car or anything. No, not always, except one of these I did. But, okay. <laughs> um, the next one is Upstream Dream by Slow Meadow. Um, a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how, uh, he came out with his couple singles and, I didn't listen to them right away and stuff, but as soon as Upstream Dream came out, the full EP, oh man, that is a <laughs> EP. Wow. Like... Blew you away. It really did. I don't <laughs> understand how he does it. He's just so good. Like, seriously. I want to get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is Light Pass Blue by Alex Sommers and Asuka uh, Matsumiya. Um which this one's actually probably at the top of my list. Yeah. This 
I guess they're all EPs. Um, this is the one I played in the car a lot. Yeah. Oh man, that string section that just repeats throughout the whole thing was so inspiring to me. Like, just when somebody does something that you don't expect, and then you realize, like, as the example for this, so he essentially took the string part and just repeated it through six tracks and not repeated but he does a lot of different stuff with it um but you can do that (laughs) you know when you're reminded that you can do stuff like that it's so cool and it's so inspiring and i'm 100 percent copying him i mean anything by alex somers yeah is amazing because he's from yonzi and alex yeah exactly yeah yeah if, if you like rice boy sleeps by yonzi and alex you're gonna like this yeah um and I actually, when I was writing all these down, I didn't know that it was a collaboration between him and uh, Asuka Matsumiya. Um, I don't know what parts, who who did what, mm. but uh, I think that's worth but it mentioning. Oh, <laughs> it works very well. Um, the next one is Burning House by uh, Isaac Helson. Yeah. So we actually are going to have him, well, we've already interviewed him. He's going to be on the podcast soon. He's, I think, episode 12 or something. Uh, but he mentions this album in that um, episode, and then yeah. he sent sent it to me afterwards. And man, it's such a good just drone album. Like my favorite. Yeah. I'm a big drone fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so hard to to do a really compelling drone album. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know. But he knocked it out of the park. The imagery for it is amazing. He's a really good just like. Um, visual guy i feel like mm-hmm. um and it's just good you know i can't wait for that album to come out so that everybody can hear his process for yeah. this album because it, it was really good and it, it, he deserves to be heard um and then the last one is weaving a basket by Ciolina. yes which i knew you were gonna mention yeah. which oh man it's beautiful after so long of no no music by Ciolina, all of a sudden you wake up to an email on bandcamp <laughs> saying there's a new Ciolina album it's the best day ever you go that's not real, is it? She is so, like, the way she sings, and she's just so dreamy. Like, that's the word that <laughs> comes to my mind when we talk about Ciolina, is just dreamy. I'm just so jealous of the way that she, you know, kind of, not markets herself, but puts herself out there. Yeah. She's not on any social media except for Twitter, but the last tweet she put was, like, two, four years ago or something. Um, she doesn't have an Instagram. All she has is a band camp. But she's got some solid fans like us. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And I I understand why. She's obviously unbelievably talented. But I wish I didn't have to have an Instagram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. But yeah, that album, Weaving a Basket, if there's still vinyl available, you should definitely get it. Yeah. Um, you should stream it because it's on Spotify now, uh, which is great. Not and just this one. All of them. Except for Shallow. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, like, all of the albums we've mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah all these are. And um, they're all on Bandcamp as well, so you should check out them all. And then if you really like them, you should buy them. I'm sorry, my love. I can't just not mention these ones. So, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Ambient and Drone, um, Lutz Jennings also came out with an album and an EP Ooh, last year I called wonder. Passive and Dialogues. Oh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whose side project is Lutz Jennings. You know, making those two, those are really fun albums. And that's that's the whole reason that I started Lutz. Um, 
was because I just put on the tape machine and just let things run. Like, I think there's a song on on passive that's like 18 minutes long yeah and i love it yeah you know that's why i love lutes so much because it's there it's so much more drone heavy i yeah. feel like yeah oh yeah it's completely drone and it's my favorite like you listen to it and it just brings you to another world and you get lost and it's so beautiful i don't know thank you and then obviously alaskan tapes came out with for <laughs> us alone at the start of last year right Was oh it, the start it of came the out sometime yeah. i don't even know it it doesn't feel like for us alone came out this year i know it does it doesn't it feels like it came out like 2019 2020 yeah, like but no ago. it came out 2021 uh, yeah and i really like that album too there's a yeah. couple things this is the first album that there's a couple things that i would change yeah i remember you having a little bit of regret right when it came out you were like oh shit <laughs> just because it's not even any of the songwriting or anything i didn't record real drums for it i recorded my electric kit yeah. through superior drummer which does fine and i feel like it's still translated well enough but in my head i know it's not completely real drums there's obviously real cymbal swells and real cymbals in it but uh the drums itself are not um and yeah that was a fun album to make but the thing with that one too is a lot of those songs were made in 2019 yeah um which Which is not a thing you usually do no (laughs) well yeah i mean i think i've talked about it on here um signing to the label and stuff uh two years ago uh kind of shifted my whole schedule made you slow down yeah Yeah. so that's the reason that took so long to come out but um we're back up to pace now and it's going to be a lot more music and i'm i'm i think 2021 was a really great year for music like i didn't hear much bad music that i didn't like um and i'm hoping 2022 is the same um before we wrap it up i just have one question for you in 2022, what is your plans as Alaskan Tapes for music? Should I say everything? If that's <laughs> up to you. Oh, yeah. I guess, you know, for people that listen to this, this is a nice little uh, spoiler for the year. Um, so I have singles coming out, two more AB, three more ABs, um, which I'm very proud of. At the end of last year, I came out with those two AB singles. Um, which probably could have got polished up a little bit and maybe possibly scrapped. I'm not completely happy with them, but that's besides the point. The one's coming out in January and February. Oh, wait, no, there's not going to be one in February, in March. Um, I'm really proud of. They're they're really good. And then I've got a vocal collaboration with a very exciting vocalist. Yes. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it? <laughs> Don't okay. spoil it. Okay. I mean, unless you want to, but... I was going to, but no, I'm not going to. Um, uh, but that'll be out in April. And it's something I've been working towards for four or five years. Yeah. You know? And finally, we got on the same schedule, and we've just been working away. Now we're working on some of his solo stuff, and it's been a v- very fun. It's been very, very fun. And then um, I'm going to do, there's going to be another album out at the end of the year. Um, technically, it's uh, completely inspired by Paranesi, yeah. my favorite book of the year. Which I'm so excited about. Um, it, I haven't even started it, but I will soon, I'm sure. Yeah, you've been talking about the ideas for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I have it all planned out in my yeah. head, uh, which will make it really easy to write. Um, and that'll probably, I'm hoping that'll come out in November. That's kind of my plan for it. I don't want anything to come out in December. And am I missing anything else? 
What about for Lutes? Lutes, I don't have a plan for, but I'm sure there'll be another album this yeah, year. Yeah, I feel like you never really plan anything for Lutes. It's just kind of like, if you're feeling it, yeah. you make it and you put it up. Exactly. And that's why I really like Lutes. It reminds me a lot of when I first started making music on SoundCloud. Like, you'd spend the whole night making a song and you just throw it up on SoundCloud the next morning. Yeah. And that would be that. Nobody cared. Nobody was trying to figure out the best timing and marketing and all that stuff and that's exactly what this is that's probably why a lot of listeners haven't heard lutes yeah because i don't really care if people (laughs) hear it yeah and i think it'll be really exciting in a few years if the people that haven't heard it still all of a sudden come across five albums yeah and they'll be able to sort of dig through it and uh do that but i mean who knows maybe maybe this year i'll actually start you know posting about loots and and that because i'm very proud of um passive and dialogues um i've talked about it a lot but uh well with chantelle i kind of wish that i saved passive for alaska tapes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's fine it belongs on loots it belongs on loots it's a loots album yeah um but with that being said i hope everybody had a relatively safe and happy 2021 um and found lots of good music that we would love to hear your recommendations for because we're always looking for new music please no matter the genre (laughs) and uh i hope 2022 is better yeah or just as good if you had a great last year or yeah only better (laughs) and yeah yeah thanks for listening yeah come out with a new episode next week so stay tuned for that